When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, first period, Gov. We have a test on Wednesday the 9th. Uh, you had a review that we worked on on Monday. I gave you the paper copy, and uh, we went over it together on Tuesday. So I'm going to go over that again here in this podcast. Just a reminder, in case you missed class or weren't paying attention or whatever, um, I did take off some of the questions. So not everything that's on the review is going to be on the test. So I'm going to only go over what's on the test. So for example, you have all 10 amendments on the review. However, there are not questions about every single question, uh, amendment. Uh, there are two questions about the first amendment, and then there's a question about the sixth and the eighth. So I'm only going to talk about those things. Same thing with the principles and clauses of the Constitution. Uh, I took some of the questions off the test. So not all of those are going to be referenced on the test. So I'm only going to go over the ones that are on the test. All right. So that's how the review will work. Let's get rolling. So first off, for the First Amendment, there's two questions on there. The first one is pretty simple uh, for you to just remember what the freedoms in the First Amendment are. Okay. So you have the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, the freedom to assemble, and the freedom to petition the government. So memorize those five freedoms from the First Amendment. And the question on the test is going to be something like, which of the following is not a part of the First Amendment freedoms? Okay, so just remember speech, religion, press, assembly, and petition. And pick out the one that's not one of those five. Now, the second First Amendment question deals with religion, and it's not on the, the test, or excuse me, it's not on the review, but it deals with a clause from the religion one. And that is the Establishment Clause. Now, the Establishment Clause is going to uh, keep the government from making a state-sponsored religion. So there's never going to be a Church of the United States, okay, um, that the government makes us go to. So the Establishment Clause keeps the government from creating a religion. The Sixth Amendment, the right to a fair and speedy trial, uh, it includes the right to a lawyer, so no matter who you are, what you've done, you can get a lawyer, the right to a public trial, the right to a jury, and the right to confront witnesses. So this is going to ask uh, which of the following is a part of the Sixth Amendment, I think, and you have to pick out uh, the one correct answer uh, from that. And then the Eighth Amendment deals with no cruel and unusual punishments, so you cannot be punished <clears throat> cruelly. Uh, they're not going to put you in jail for 50 years for, you know, um, taking a snack from a quick trip or something like that. All right. The principles and clauses. First off is the rule of law. Uh, the rule of law. It's uh, something that says two things. First off, everybody's treated equally. Okay. So no one will be treated differently on the, the, the laws that we have. And the second thing is no one's above the law. So from the president down <clears throat> to me, the law is going to be applied to us equally. So if we both got stopped for running a stop sign or something like that, we're both going to get a ticket. 
The president should not get off because they're the president. Separation of powers. Uh, this is an idea from the first unit. Remember back to Baron Montesquieu. He uh, wrote about the separation of powers a long time ago. And then our framers took that idea and decided, you know what, we're going to do that. And we're going to have uh, the three branches of government because we didn't want one person or one branch to have all the powers. So we have the executive branch. We have the legislative branch and we have the judicial branch and they all have different powers so that not one branch becomes too powerful. Popular sovereignty. Uh, this is the idea that government is limited and all ideas, all policies should flow through the consent of the governed, which is us. So we are the ones that are going to have to adhere and follow and listen to all the rules and policies and laws that the government makes. And so all those things should flow through us. Right? We should have a say-so uh, in how the government is run and the policies that they make. The Commerce Clause. The Commerce Clause is what allows Congress and the federal government to control all those things that deal with businesses and money and taxes and stuff like that. Okay. On the test, there's going to, the question is going to have a quotation above it. It's a direct quote from the Commerce Clause. So, and I, I think it says commerce in the, the quote. The Supremacy Clause, this was put in because the Articles of Confederation was so weak and the states got to do whatever they want to. So with the Constitution, they put in uh, the Supremacy Clause, which says, hey, the Constitution is the number one law of the land. Then comes federal government laws. So they wanted to make sure that states knew, hey, this is number one. And then full faith and credit, that just means that every state is going to honor other states' legal documents, legal decisions, and things like that. And remember, I told you, I'm an example. I got married in Florida for the first time and then moved to Georgia. I didn't have to get remarried. Georgia just recognized my marriage from Florida. Then I got divorced from her in Georgia, and I didn't have to go to Florida to do anything. It just recognized the fact that I was divorced. All right, compromises of the Constitutional Convention. There's two of them that are on there, the Great Compromise and the Three-Fifths. The Great Compromise, there's two things to know about it. Okay, first off, it combined the New Jersey plan and the Virginia plan. Uh, remember, the Virginia plan was going to have representation based on population. So the bigger states were very happy and excited about the Virginia plan. And then you had the small states, which were all for the New Jersey plan, because it called for equality. So the Great Compromise combines those two things, and now we have a two-house legislature. The House of Representatives is based on population, so the big states are happy, and then the Senate is based on equality, so the little states are happy. All right, uh, so it did that, and you just need to know that the Great Compromise dealt with representation in Congress as well. The Three-Fifth Compromise deals with uh, representation in Congress and taxes. Population was going to count for, for representation in the House, as well as how much you would pay in taxes, all right? The South had a pretty big population of people that they had never really counted before. But now that it's going to help them with their representation, the South wanted to count the slave population. The North, realizing that the South would get power from that, did not want the South to count the slave population. So that's where the, the problem came from. And they decided on the three-fifths compromise, which is going to count three-fifths of the slave population 
for all those purposes. I right, go into the back of your review. You've got the powers. I took off the delegated and I took off the concurrent. So the only three powers that are listed on the test are going to be expressed, implied, and reserved. The expressed powers, those are the powers that are written in the Constitution. You did a scavenger hunt earlier this week. You found stuff in the Constitution that was expressed. Okay, so if you can go to the document and you can find where it says Congress can do this, the president can do this, that's an expressed power. It's written in the Constitution. Implied powers comes from the necessary and proper clause, which is on the front. There's not a specific question about the necessary and proper clause, but you do need to understand it for the implied powers. Okay, so the necessary and proper clause, the implied powers allows Congress to uh, kind of paint outside the lines, might be a good way to say it. Uh, they can take something that's written in the Constitution and they can kind of interpret it and say, well, it says this, so that means we can do this. All right. My favorite example is a national bank. There is no mention of a bank in the Constitution. It doesn't say it anywhere. There's no express power about a bank. But Congress in the past has created a national bank, all right, because they said, hey, that commerce clause thing we talked about earlier, that commerce compromise or the commerce clause means that we can control, we can create a bank because we control the money, we control business and things like that. So the implied powers are powers that are not necessarily in the Constitution, but we think they are because the Constitution says this. And we interpret it that way. And then reserve powers are just powers for the states. Those are powers that are left to the states. <clears throat> All right, the amendment process, I took off the process part of the test uh, or the question of the test. You just need to know that making changes to the Constitution is called the amendments. <clears throat> so when we see that there's an amendment being made, that is going to be a change to the Constitution. All right, the Articles of Confederation, there's a couple questions about it. First off, you need to know why we created the Articles of Confederation. <clears throat> and that's because the framers of our country did not like the British and the way they had done things. Okay, so the first reason that the Articles is a government and was the government was because the people back then, they did not like the way the British had run things. All right. Secondly, you need to know that the Articles of Confederation was the first government we had and is going to eventually be replaced by the Constitution. As far as the weaknesses goes, there's a bunch of them, but the one you got to know for this test is the fact that the national government was too weak and the state governments had too much power. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. So the main weakness you got to know for this test is that the state government was too powerful and the national government, federal government was too weak. Last two things here, the Federalist Papers, uh, these were written in support of the Constitution. Okay, so the Federalist Papers were written in favor of the Constitution. Not everybody liked the, uh, the Constitution back then. And then finally is Electoral College. The framers of the Constitution did not trust the American citizens to always elect the best people. So for the presidency, they created the Electoral College. So if you're eligible to go vote in November, well, not November, in November 2024, then you will go vote for 
whoever's running for president. Okay. Uh, your vote matters because your person has to win our state. The people that will actually cast the vote, though, for the president will be the electors from the Electoral College. And so that's what you need to understand for this test is that uh, the Electoral College is set up so that the electors can pick the president. All right, guys, if you have questions, concerns about the test, please let me know. I know some of you are doing the access testing uh, all this week. So if you feel more comfortable testing on next week after you're done with all this stuff uh, and just feel like you're worn out on Friday, you don't have to test. It's okay. I'm not going to make you take a test amongst all these tests that you're taking uh, during my period this, this week. So don't freak out. Don't stress. You can take it on Monday if you want to, or you can take it on Friday whenever you feel comfortable. But let's just be sure we get it taken. Uh, after this, we'll start unit three, and we'll get that wrapped up before our break next Wednesday. Guys, if you have questions, feel free to remind, text me, email me, uh, or however you want to get a hold of me, and I'll be in class around 630 if you want to come early and have questions. All right, guys, hope all is well, and I'll see you in class on Wednesday.